Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Friends, it's quite obvious that cataclysmic weather events are becoming the norm. Hurricanes and tropical storms are in full swing in this fall season. Today, Pastor J.D. shares an amazing testimony of how simple prayer can be answered by God. Pastor J.D. and many others asked the Lord to move a hurricane headed directly for Hawaii West, and it moved. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on September 2nd, 2018. So today, I want to talk about what I would argue is the perfect prophetic storm that's beginning to form. I also want to talk about what ended up as a tropical storm when Hurricane Lane was downgraded from a Category 5 storm. And the reason that I want to do that and talk about that is because both storms point to what I believe is of great significance prophetically as our redemption draws ever so near. I want to begin with some breaking news about what the Times of Israel reported as a massive missile attack at a Damascus military airbase and weapons depot. This happened last night, Hawaii time, early morning in uh, Syria and Israel in the Middle East. According to the Times, large explosions were reported at a Syrian military airbase early Sunday, today, in an attack widely attributed to Israeli warplanes. However, Syria denied an attack had taken place. They reported the strike occurred just after midnight at Mazah Air Base near Damascus, a key regime facility thought to have been targeted by Israel in the past, which it was. The Lebanese El Mayadin news outlet, seen as closely linked to the Shiite Hezbollah terror group, claimed that the explosions were the result of an Israeli missile strike. Okay. According to Ynet News, however, (laughs) there are numerous conflicting reports concerning the cause of the blasts due in large part to Syrian military sources saying that the blasts were caused by a short circuit, which of course a missile would cause that too, but 
They're saying that it triggered the explosions at the weapons depot. It should come as no surprise that confusion remained rife despite the officials' comments with other media sources saying that the Syrian air defenses fired at an unidentified target. You know, this is the beauty of social media. You can actually watch a lot of these videos that are posted, particularly on Twitter. Another official said that the blasts were caused by Israeli missile fire from across the Golan Heights frontier between the two countries and by Syrian air defenses responding. Now here's the thing, the article goes on to say. The blasts come at a tense moment as Syrian government forces prepare to attack the last refuge of the opposition in the northwest of the country, speaking of Syria. The U.S., listen, is warning Damascus against using chemical weapons in the battle, while Damascus alleges, this is interesting, that the U.S. is preparing to falsify a chemical attack to justify military operations on Syria. Ah, brings to mind what Jesus said in Matthew's gospel, the 24th chapter, about how there will be wars and rumors of wars, threats of wars. It's important to understand that Russia, Iran, and Turkey, along with other nations, are all entrenched in Syria. And it's led to what some call one of the most significant prophetic weeks in recent history. Not only is there a massive troop buildup, Russia, I don't know if you heard about this, has not on our news uh, broadcasts here in America, but Russia has conducted its largest military drills since the Cold War. Did you know that? And this comes amidst the many threats of war. However, the clarion call on the world stage seems to be one of peace and security, which brings to mind what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Thessalonian church in his first epistle, chapter 5, verse 3, about how that while they are saying those specific two words, peace and security, sudden destruction will come upon them as a woman travailing in labor. On Friday, Al-Arabiya reported that Erdogan vowed to bring, quote, peace and security to Iraq and areas in Syria not under Turkish control and said terrorist organizations in those areas would be eliminated. Turkey, and this is important, which has backed some rebel groups in Syria, has been working with Russia, which supports Syrian President Bashar al-Assad, and Iran for a political resolution to the crisis. Give me a break. That's not why they're there. 
Speaking of Iran, according to the Jerusalem Post, days after U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton wrapped up several days of meetings in Jerusalem, Iran's defense minister, Amir Hatami, led a large delegation to, you ready for it? Wait for it. Damascus. The visit, they're saying, was meant to show that Tehran is a key ally of Damascus and, interesting, any thoughts that Iran can be removed from Syria are mistaken. They're not going anywhere. And it's not because they're saying we're not going anywhere. No, it's because the prophet Ezekiel said they're not going to go anywhere. The only place they're going is into Israel to attack Israel. Here's where I'm going with this. Russia, Iran, and Turkey, along with others, vis-a-vis Syria, are all part of this perfect prophetic storm that's headed directly for Israel. And it's evidenced by this insatiable quest for so-called peace. I think about the prophet Daniel describing how that the Antichrist with his policy of peace, policy of peace, chapter 8, I believe verse 25, will destroy many. It'll come by way of peace. It, it sort of echoes what the Apostle Paul is talking about in this insatiable quest for peace and security. Then comes sudden destruction. On Thursday, Arut Sheva published a report about how PA Chairman Mahmoud Abbas is reviving the diplomatic plan he presented in February of this year to the United Nations Security Council, which calls for an international peace conference and for establishing an international mechanism to sponsor the peace process with Israel. (laughs) According to his plan, speaking of Abbas, the international conference should bring about the implementation of the two-state solution within, listen, the pre-1967 borders and realize the Palestinians' right to freedom and independence in a state whose capital is eastern Jerusalem. Are we surprised? Are we surprised? Here's where it gets interesting. The PA chairman introduced the plan as an alternative to the peace plan being promoted by the Trump administration. Recent reports have said Trump will unveil the plan during his speech to the UN General Assembly on September the 25th. That's in 23 days. Though, and I'm quoting the article, It has not yet been confirmed. It's rumored. I'm going to use that word rumored. Well, you'll forgive me for my speculation, but it's my belief that Mahmoud Abbas's days are numbered by virtue of his health continuing to deteriorate, so much so that, according to the Times of Israel, 
The PA is denying a report that Abbas is suffering memory loss and limiting his workday to two hours. That's memory loss. Maybe that explains why he forgot that it doesn't belong to the Palestinians. Sorry, I couldn't resist. The Times went on to report that Abbas, who has been involved for decades in negotiations with Israel, is increasingly poorly regarded by Israelis. That's not a surprise. And perhaps more of a surprise, that he is also unpopular among Palestinians, with the majority wanting him to step down. I would submit that when, not if, Abbas is out of the picture, and I believe it will be soon, it will be a game changer. It will be a game changer. Who's going to come in and fill that vacuum? Oh, I wonder if they're going to be more U.S. friendly as it relates to the proposed peace plan that is soon to be unveiled, that we hear a lot about, but know nothing about. Now, I'm keenly aware that there are many for whom Bible prophecy is somewhat new. So, and that's okay. In fact, that's a good thing in some ways. If you'll kindly allow me, I want to briefly connect the geopolitical dots with Scripture, and I'll do so very uh, simply. But the first is this alliance of Russia, Iran, and Turkey with other nations vis-a-vis Syria, which are prophecies in Ezekiel 38 and Isaiah 17. Let's talk about Isaiah 17, especially given the breaking news that took place last night, early this morning. Isaiah 17.1 basically is a prophecy concerning Damascus. Damascus. And it's that it will become a ruinous heap, a pile of rubble, so much so that it will be uninhabitable. In other words, something is going to happen that will so devastate Damascus, where all of them are and where all of this is happening, that it will reduce Damascus to this uninhabitable city that has become a ruinous heap. That's Isaiah 17.1. Now, Ezekiel 38, I believe, will take place subsequent to the fulfillment of Isaiah 17.1. And here's how I get there. We're told that from the north, this alliance of nations, Russia, Iran, and Turkey, the Sudan, Ethiopia, you have to understand that the ancient names do not represent the boundaries and the borders as we understand them today, looking at a modern day map. So these nations mentioned in Ezekiel 38 by their ancient names have at the forefront, at the helm of this alliance of nations, Russia, Iran, and Turkey. What are they going to do? Oh, uh, God is going to put a hook in their mouth and bring them against Israel for the purpose of taking from Israel that which Israel today possesses. And they're going to come from the north via Syria. And the border there, and I don't have the map there, but 
the border there in the Golan between Israel and Syria. Another prophecy that we see now beginning to come to pass is Zechariah 12. Zechariah 12 is a very specific prophecy about how God himself is going to make Jerusalem the intoxicating obsession of the entire world. In other words, the the whole world is going to be obsessed with and focused on the dividing of Jerusalem under the banner of this so-called two-state solution with Jews and Palestinians living side by side in peace and security. You'll forgive my cynicism, but maybe I need to say it again. This two-state solution is Hitler's final solution repackaged because they have no intention of having a state with Israel, peace with Israel. They want the destruction of Israel. This brings me to another storm. It turned into a Twitter storm. you got to love Twitter. And it happened from my tweets about Hurricane Lane turning into a tropical storm. This is what I tweeted last Tuesday, the 22nd. Please pray that God, as only He can, redirects Hurricane Lane away from the islands by His mighty and merciful hand. This is a very big storm, but God is infinitely bigger. Hashtag, this was my first mistake, if you want to call it that. Hashtag Hurricane Lane. Wow. Little did I know that according to the Twitter stats, there would be almost 150,000 impressions and over 10,000 engagements, many of which were too vile and even blasphemous to ever repeat, and certainly not from behind this pulpit. I mean, things about God created it in the first place. You pray to an imaginary God. This is laughable. What are you drinking? What are you smoking? God is a woman. I mean, seriously, it was just blasphemous. There was one in particular that really uh, hurt. One guy commented and said, this dude needs to pray that God redirects his hairline. That really hurt me bad. (laughs) No, I'm serious. That was... That got a little personal. (laughs) Don't look at my hairline. (laughs) I mean, just vicious. Just vicious. So, I tweeted again (laughs) the next day. And I said, we canceled tonight's midweek Bible study and the Operation Christmas Child packing parties tomorrow and Saturday. We'll update you concerning Sunday morning services as soon as possible. This is last Wednesday. Please continue to pray that hashtag Hurricane Lane weakens and goes west away from the islands. Oh my goodness. The mockers continued to mock 
The scoffers continued to scoff and became even more and more blasphemous. But God, as only he can, started not only redirecting the storm, but weakening the storm from a Category 5 hurricane to a mere tropical storm that only brought rain to Oahu. So, I went back to Twitter. (laughs) On Saturday, I tweeted this. So thankful to all who prayed that God would weaken and redirect hashtag Hurricane Lane as it's now barely even a tropical storm and is turning west away from the islands. And I put this picture, you can see it there on the screen, of our church parking lot. (laughs) It's already starting to dry up. Please continue to pray for the Big Island and Maui. So I tweeted it and I waited. Nothing. No, nothing. Conspicuously silent. (laughs) Ah, just... Silence on the part of the mockers and a sanctified satisfaction on the part of the tweeter with his receding hairline. (laughs) Here's why I wanted to share this. The Lord ministered to me that this is exactly how it will be when he has the final word. He will shut the mouth. Now, was it so much that God did it? And by the way, you want to talk about the power of God's people when they pray? You know, I was uh, watching the news, and I don't mean to be disrespectful. Just hear me out, okay? You know, the um, mayor, all the, you know, lawmakers, they get up there and they do their press conferences and say, we dodged a bullet. I'm sorry. Maybe it's just me. We didn't dodge a bullet. God made that hurricane miraculously and instantly disintegrate. Thank you. Yes. This is why my wife doesn't want me to have TVs in front of me, because I just yell at them. No. God heard our prayer and moved his mighty hand. We were not. Did you see the hole? I mean the. uh, That thing was headed right for us on Oahu. A direct hit, Category 5. Are you kidding me? And then God's people pray, Oh, God, be merciful. Weaken it. And he did. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday 
here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s prophecy updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to inspiritandtruthradio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.